It's time for the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, where we can turn her subpoena no into a subpoena yes. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Dude, it takes me like a minute to process the shit you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, except now I'm, I got a riddle on my hands. <laughs> well, here's a riddle. Uh, everybody roll initiative, because uh, there's a big old bear that just burst through a door after some invisible person uh, kind of taunted you with it. it. wasn't much of a riddle, but... <laughs> and since this is the first initiative of the day, Vipira, with her shiny new talisman, gets a plus five on this. That's correct. Hey, that's true. Rogyar. Fourteen. What's your modifier? Plus seven. Okay. Vipira. Vipira with a twenty-five. Very nice. Randolph? Uh, just a twelve, then. Uhtred. 26. Oh, Randolph, what's your initiative modifier? Uh, four. Also, should we do some kind of nature or, yeah, some kind of knowledge check on the, the bear? Yeah, go ahead and give me a knowledge nature check for the bear. Don't the goggles kind of, like, identify what it is? It's living? Yeah, yeah it's alive. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, it looks like its bones are painfully protruding from its shoulders and back. Oh, God. Poor thing. Is this thing at least near death? <laughs> so this is a mercy Just kill is what you're give saying. Give me knowledge rolls, please. <laughs> it's a 19 for Rogiar. 26 for Uchin. Hey, Tom, let me uh, let me step in here. A 15 for uh, for Randolph. Tom, how, how'd it go for you? <laughs> a 9 for Vipira. Okay. Randolph and Vipira have no idea what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of hairy four-legged dog. Fluffy. Elias, didn't um, I tell you to kill that thing? Uhtred and Rogyar both identify this as a dire bear. However, you note that it uh, has been uh, grotesquely mutated. When long-term exposure to radiation or bizarre magical fields doesn't result in a creature's death, it might mutate the creature into a twisted version of itself. So Rogyar can ask uh, a question about dire bears and Uhtred can ask two and one of those questions can be about the mutant template alright so about the dire bear do dire bears have any DR they do not okay Uhtred I would like to know one cool thing or ability that a dire bear can do and the same question for the mutant template as far as special abilities uh Nothing really comes to mind, but you do know that they get a free grab attempt with each of their two claw attacks. For the mutant template, you know that uh, each mutant has a deformity, and uh, deformity is always a, a negative thing that uh, has to deal with, and they also gain a beneficial mutation. Uh, so you can look this thing over and learn either its deformity or its mutation. Oh, wait a second. It gains one mutation for every four hit dice it possesses. So you know it's going to have several, but you can know one. Uh, but they always only get one deformity. Uh, let's go mutation. Actually, no, no, no. Scratch that, scratch that. Go, go with the other one. You want to know its deformity? Yeah, you said the deformity is like a disadvantage, right? Yes. Yeah, give me that. Okay. You know that 
uh, it suffers from spasms when the mutant dire bear fails a reflex save. For one round thereafter, it can't take attacks of opportunity or immediate actions, and it loses its dex bonus to AC. All right. So give it. So give us some reflex saves to fail. Uh, but other than that, we are ready to go. Round one, Utrid. It is your turn. Okay. I'm going to cast a mirror images, and that's one d four plus two. Wow. It's going to be three mirrors, and then I'm going to I'll reach into... Can I use a move action, my move action to retrieve a scroll? Sure. And I'll end my turn. Alrighty. Up next is Vipira. Vipira is going to take a 30-foot move and end... Uh, on the west side of the bear and she is currently invisible so she's going to hold her action until somebody flanks with her okay and it's now Yando's turn uh, Yando seeing no uh, no favored enemies in sight is going to just take a full attack action on the bear uh, deadly aim okay first attack is a hit second attack is a natural one then a natural four is going to confirm that fumble. So let's do his successful attack first. Okay, deals 11 damage to the bear. Matt, let's hear that fumble. This is for Yendo's bow? Yes. All right, his bow has a bad alignment. Yendo is going to take a minus four penalty on all attacks with that weapon until repaired with a DC 20 craft check. Okay. I don't like that. <laughs> neither do I. Yeah, neither do we. All right. Well, he still dealt some damage. Uh, Vipira, uh, you're invisible to the east of this bear, just ready to to take your to make your uh, move. And directly to your south, like right next to you, you hear that giggling again. <laughs> you like to hide too, and you'll you are just vaguely aware that there is a creature right next to you uh, casting a spell. Oh. <laughs> Fun. Great. I like that. And it's Rogar's turn. Okay. Uh, well, seeing the giant fucking bear that is looming, uh, Rogar is going to fly like 30 feet straight up and then... Uh, Launching going, what going going straight up? Oh, you have a move speed of sixty feet. Yeah, that's why I'm only flying up thirty feet because <laughs> I can ascend at half speed, right? Right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So move action to fly up thirty feet, and then take a uh, just a regular air blast at the bear. Okay, that's a natural twenty with a twenty-one to confirm. Twenty-one will hit the bear's flat-footed AC. <gasps> Buddy. All right. So the bludgeoning version of this is a broken nose, which is normal damage and one charisma damage and one bleed. And the okay. the magic one is called nerve damage, which is normal damage, and the target is slowed for 1d6 rounds. No save? No save. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go for the nerve damage. Let's slow this bear down. You're telling me that bear doesn't already have nerve damage? (laughs) (laughs) Not doing him any favors. All right, so give me normal damage, please. Just looking at what that crit damage would have been, too. This 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 kind of hurts that I didn't have an option for double. But yeah. but normal damage is 27 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And this thing is slow for four rounds. Wow. Okay. And what's the mechanical effects of slowed? I assume it's slow as the spell. Yeah. So, uh... Yep, creatures affected are staggered, can only take a m- single move action or standard action, but not both, and has a minus one on attack rolls, AC, and reflex saves, and moves at half speed. And it's already got a disadvantage on reflex saves. Well, it has an extra penalty on reflex right, saves. Right, right, but now it has a minus on it. As yeah. well, yeah. It behooves you further to <laughs> yeah. make it roll reflex. <laughs> okay, uh, well, it's the bear's turn. He is staggered, but so he's going to make a half charge straight forward at Randolph. Uh, and that's going to provoke from Vipira if she so desires. She will desire it. Okay. Does a 15 get past its flat-footed AC? And it's got a minus one on its AC from slow. Uh, so all of that in mind, that's going to hit all right, that's uh, 17 damage. I'm going to say a minus two to attack and then a minus one to strength. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, so then it's going to follow through with its uh, half charge onto Randolph, and that's going to be a 21 to hit your flat-footed AC. That, uh, that definitely hits. All right, uh, so here we go with some damage. Hold on, that that hits your AC. Flat-footed, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, never mind. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you take fourteen points of damage. Oh, what did he hit me with? A claw. Jesus. And then he's going to try to grab you. Oh, come on with, with this. That claw. <laughs> That's going to be a twenty-two versus your CMD. Nope. Fuck off. Twenty-three. Nice. You can thank Vipera for that one. I can, and I will. <laughs> Assuming I don't die here, in which case no one's getting thanked. <laughs> okay, uh, and now it's Randolph's turn. Oh, he shouldn't have done that. I'm going to have um, the T-Man take a five-foot stepperoo, and we're both going to full attack this thing. I'm going to power attack. Nice. Delias won't power attack. He's He's still afraid. Afraid of his power. 16. 16's gonna miss. Fuck. Alright, the last it's all up to you, pal. Ah, 27. 27 hits. For 9 damage. And I'm assuming a 13 will not hit. Correct. Now, can I, after I attack, take a 5 foot step backwards? Alright, uh, that brings us back to the top of initiative and Uhtred. Oh, that's perfect. So I want to flavor my five-foot step, so I'm kind of like using Randolph's retreat backwards to kind of like obscure me a little bit. <laughs> I just okay. jump out of the shadows. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I'm not looking for any kind of bonus or anything, just flavor-wise. Like, yeah. It's intentionally done that as he's moving back, I'm moving forward, so it kind of just looks like pop i'm in front of you now 
Yeah. That's, that's sick. Totally, like a like a Spartan. Yeah. But before that, I'm actually going to cast the spell. And okay. I'm going to drop the scroll I pulled out because uh, I need a free hand to cast the spell. All right. I'm going to cast a Frostbite. And then I'm going to take a five-foot step forward. And then I'm going to deliver that Frostbite through my scimitar. 20. A 20 is going to hit. Nice. So that's going to do six damage from the scimitar. And then, if this is possible, it's going to take 13 non-lethal cold damage. Okay. And be fatigued. And I'm going to roll an intimidate check to try and demoralize it. I just popped up out of the shadows, swung my scimitar across its snoot, and then I'm going to put my arms up big and high in there and go, Ah, get out of here, yeah! Going to rattle some pots and pans. Yeah, yeah. So I believe you take a penalty on intimidate if you're smaller than the target, and I think you take another penalty if... The target has less than, like, sentient intelligence. All right, well, less I'm still doing it, you. so I only got a 20, and then whatever penalties are applied. My hopes weren't high of intimidating this fucked up, mutated bear, but, like, that's what they tell you to do. If you have front yep. of a bear, it's like, get yourself big and large and make a bunch of noise. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, they definitely don't teach you to swing a scimitar into its face part first, but. <laughs> and I feel it's more for, a, more for a yogi bear than a um, mutated bear, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Probably, probably works for all the bears. You are taking a minus four for it being larger than you. Uh, so that 20 is a 16, and the DC is 10 plus its hit dice plus its wisdom. Yeah, it fails to uh, make him shaken. Ah, uh, it's all right. It's all right. That all right. that's like the cherry on top of the Sunday of everything else I just did. Yeah, that's true. But, you did a lot. Uh, all right. Well, it's Vipira's turn. Vipira is gonna move on up. Not really paying much mind to the thing that she clearly can't see. All right. Well, that's a shame uh, because that's gonna provoke. All right. That's going to be a 23 versus your flat-footed AC minus 2. Can't be flat-footed. The uh, minus 2, though, I think does it. Yeah, I think, uh, yep, you got me. All right, you're going to take four points of damage from this creature's mace that conks you in the back of the head and then reveals itself. Okay. You see an emaciated humanoid creature merged with a porcupine. The sinister creature smells of death and decay. Anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge nature check. Oh, baby. Oh, Richard, <laughs> you bastard. I rolled a nat 20 for a 25. What did you roll? Uh, 26. Um, uh, I did roll an 18, so yeah. like on the die. There Don't feel go. too bad. Ooh, a 20. Okay, so you uh, you three identify this creature as a Pukwudgie. The vile Pukwudgie is a small, hunchbacked humanoid covered with long, sharp quills. These quills, like those of a porcupine, help protect the small creature, but are also dangerous offensive weapons. Vipira can ask one question, and Randolph and Uhtred can each ask two questions. Does each time I attack it, it will... 
uh, deal some level of damage, or is there an ability that counters my attack? You want to know if it has some sort of retribution? Yes. You know, any creature attacking a Pukwudgie with light or one-handed melee weapon or natural weapon uh, or unarmed strike takes 1d3 points of piercing damage, and a creature grappling a Pukwudgie takes 2d4 points of piercing damage. And, you know, anyone who takes damage from these quills is also exposed to the Pukwudgie's poison, but that's a separate question. Uh, one of my questions could be, what's the poison effect? Uh, is it? Yes. One of my two. Okay. Uh, you know that its poison uh, can be contracted from the quills on its back, and it is a fortitude save. Uh, it lasts for six rounds, and each round uh, you take 1d3 con damage, and you need to make Whoa. two consecutive saving throws to fight it off. Damn. This might be kind of weird, but I want to know what these two are doing together. Does that make I like sense? that question. Like, well, like why? That question. Why is there a mangled ass bear in this yeah. puckwudgy thing? Like, what, well, what is going on here? Well, judging um, by the condition of the bear and the look of this puckwudgy, they were cuddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like more of a contextual question as opposed to like your knowledge checks are to okay. represent of the species th- itself or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Do we I'll, do I'll HP? Give it- can I do that? Yeah, you can do HP, and I'll give it to you that you're not aware of any uh, synergy that this thing might have with yeah, a yeah. mutated they're animal. Yeah, yeah, they're not like, or they're not normally found together. This is like a you, yeah. Uh, you'd know that uh, puckwudgies are. Uh, if they very... had a penchant for experimenting with, you know, mutations, that right. would be helpful. For yeah, me you're not aware of anything like that. You know, okay. you do know that puckwudgies are notoriously evil. Gotcha. Uh, and HP, I'm going to say two Rogyar Blasts, uh, which would be about 120. Lower. Yeah, goddamn right, it's lower. Okay, uh, so Uhtred and Randolph each have one more question. Badass ability that's not its needles? You know that any creature slain by a Pukwudgie's poisonous quills rise as a zombie in the next 24 hours. Holy fuck. Interesting. I cannot die to this thing, guys. Please. <laughs> Anyone but me. <laughs> Jeez. Utrid. How about any DR? They do not have DR. Okay. That's pretty nice. The whole needle things kind of sucks. So uh, I hope Rogar was listening up there. <laughs> yeah, And Yando back there. Yep, yep. Oh, um, Utrid, you know that. So they... You can contract the poison from their quills, but you know that their claws are also poisonous. Same poison. Okay. Okay, so then we continue with Vipira's turn. She just... Uh, did you charge at the bear or just move up to it? Uh, I charged. Okay. Sure, why not? Throw caution to the wind here. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't charge. Okay. Because I don't want that minus two. All right. Uh, does a 29 hit. 29 hits Zebear. All right. Um, that is going to be 25 damage and a minus uh, to its attack and then a minus one to strength. So altogether it has two, to ne- uh, two negative strength damage. Okay. It's also dead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I put it out to misery. There you go. Yeah, you really did. Okay. It's Yando's turn, and uh, the the bear drops, and Yando gets a good good lineup with the puck wudgie, and uh, he's just going to do his job. Actually, he's got a minus four on his attack roll, so I think he's just going to vital strike. He's going to miss. He goes, damn it, maybe I'll just not deadly aim anymore. Mm. And then it was this Puckwudgie's turn, and it's going to five-foot step up to Vipira, and it's going to swing its mace three times. Excuse you? Three times. Uh, That's going to be uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And then a 21 to hit. Doesn't hit. And a 23 to hit. Hit. Okay. You take eight points from the first hit and four points from the second hit. And then it's going to follow up with one claw attack. What the fuck is this thing? It's a Pukwudgie. That's a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. And then... Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> the spell that it cast last round, uh, you see a uh, ghostly mace dancing in the air next to it. And that's going to be a 25 to hit with that ghostly mace. Yeah, the ghostly mace hits. Okay. You take eight points of damage from the ghostly mace. And now its turn is over, and it's Rogyar's turn. All right, right. Rogyar, just two hit it. Well, I'd prefer <laughs> you just one hit it. Maybe you know, get a crit. Uh, let's well, let's let's see what I can do. You've been freeloading a lot lately. It's time to keep earn your keep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, start carrying the team again, Matt. Sorry, top- critting that bear wasn't <laughs> enough yeah. for you. Yeah, top DPS, <laughs> top healer. I mean, come on, Dan, you really gotta step those numbers up. Top flyer. <laughs> Top flyer. <laughs> Most airtime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Rogiar is going to uh, fly like 30 feet to the northeast to get above the fountain. And then he is going to take the burn to shoot an empowered air blast at the Puckwudgie. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a 16 probably doesn't hit. That is a correct assumption. Okay, Randolph. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to toss myself a heal, and uh, Thelias is going to play Enforcer. If that thing comes near me, he's going to take a five-foot step up, and if that thing comes near me, he's going to attack it. Okay. But until then, he's just sort of, I'm healing myself, and he's covering. And I'm going to heal myself with a... I'll heal myself with a moderate. All right, 18 heal. And that's my turn. Now it's back to Uhtred. How do you activate one of the feather tokens? Uh, it's just a standard action and you do it. Well, now let's say I wanted to activate the feather token of a tree on top of this thing. Yes, the tree. It's the most deadly weapon we have. Uh, that's. I'm going to say no, you can't do that. I um, think it would... At most, like, just shunt it five feet in some direction away from the tree. Yeah. Okay. And it would definitely provoke. Damn, I don't really really have anything for this. So I guess we'll default to old reliable. We're going to take a 
five foot step backwards, and then we're gonna cast the acid splash at this fuck wedgie. Oh, fuck wedgie! Ooh, I don't think a twelve is gonna hit its touch AC. Ah, uh, so no, it does not hit. And I don't, I don't think it's been established yet. Uh, but this thing is small sized. Okay, uh, Vipira. Vipira is going to move on up to this. Actually, uh, this thing just hit her like a whole bunch. She's not really like. She's going to take a five foot step to the northwest. Okay. And she's going to hold her action. So she's going to do two claws after Rogiar goes. You can hold one claw or you can delay your entire turn. Oh. But without moving five feet first. Okay. Uh, without moving five feet first. All right. I'm just going to do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to hold an action. What are you holding? Once somebody's flanking with you, you claw? No. Until... Oh. Can somebody be flanking w- with me on that? Yeah, yeah, they can be in the square. Okay. Then yes, that is what I'm waiting for. All right, it's now Yando's turn, and he's going to do a vital strike, no deadly aim, natural 19, that's going to hit. Seven points of damage. Seven? Yeah, he doesn't He, he doesn't have deadly aim on, he doesn't have a favorite enemy. Oh, right, right, right. So, seven. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm just used to Yando absolutely cracking skulls. Yep, yep. And now we're back to the Pukwudgy, who's gonna continue absolutely unloading on Vipira. <laughs> Here comes three mace swings. Hey, that's a uh, 35 to hit. Oh, God. Yeah, that hits. You know what would be a good item to have right now? If only there's <laughs> something that, like, halfway <laughs> losing your health, you got some, like, Mondo heal. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would uh, be pretty cool. And the next one is a 14 to hit. Doesn't hit. And then we got uh, another 14 to hit. Doesn't hit. Okay, so there we go. That's going to be five points of damage from the mace. Here comes a claw. 15 to hit. Doesn't hit. Okay. And ghost mace, 32 to hit. Hits. Five points of damage. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> not a lot. It's just... So many. <laughs> it's just so many. Like, just be thankful that claw's not hitting. Yep. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. The claw's not hitting, and I think the danger in this thing is definitely being hit, not it attacking. <laughs> like exposure to that thing's poison is the deadliest part of this fight. Yeah. And now it's Rogiar's turn. Okay, Rogiar's going to float back uh, five feet to the southwest. And I'll give you a fly check here. T- 23, that's plenty. And he will gather power to empower a- an air blast. Okay. That's a little better. That's a 24 to hit. 24 misses. Motherfucker. Hmm. Yeah. You all thought I was crazy for trying to put a tree on it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Randolph's turn. Okay, well, I am going to instruct old Thalias to get into a flank position. 
and I will also get into a flank <laughs> position, but not attack it. Okay, just neither F- of us are going to attack it. Just Wait. FYI, uh, Thalias is not flanking with anyone. You are flanking with Vipira. Let's do it this way. Okay, now around. And now Randolph is not flanking with anyone. Yeah, that's cool. He's not going to attack. Okay. Um, Randolph he'll be, is... This is even better because he'll be next to Vipira in case he can drop or heal. Which, actually, that's smart. He's going to go over and heal Vipira. Defensively, of course. Of course. Why don't you just take a... Yeah, go five feet north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom, I'm working through it, okay? That's <laughs> like, like a chessboard. All right. We'll go ahead and uh, let's see that heal. Here it comes. Do my ghost uh, goggles tell me uh, how Vipira looks right now? I think Vipira is still above half health, so okay, well, I'll, I'll cure moderately just in case. You you saw her take, I think four hits now. Yeah, she got pummeled. Oh, I'm below Maybe half five. health. Nineteen. Yeah, I'm below half health. Okay. Well, you just healed nineteen. Uh, Thalias uh, is gonna provoke an attack of opportunity by moving into that spot. Yeah, that's all right. He's he can take it. He's got mage armor for fuck's sake. Okay, Thalias does a uh, 34 hit. Yeah, that's a bit more than I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, this was a claw. Uh, of course and it that's was. Uh, three points of damage, and I need a fortitude save from Thalias. Don't worry, guys. I rolled uh, a 20 for my fort, which I know is gonna be good. A 20 passes. Yeah, you're got. Oh. Oh, if you were to say it doesn't pass, that'd be freaking ridiculous. <laughs> rolled an 18 on the dice. Uh, and you said Thalias is not going to make an attack? No, he's going to stand there menacingly. Got it. Okay. Uh, give, then uh, that give triggers Vipira the old flank Okay. That triggers Vipira's uh, held action. I'm not excited for it, but uh, it's going to happen. And, All right. Uh, Yo, I've set this up brilliantly. You ready? Here's what happens. Thalias gives you the flank. You unload on this fucking thing, and I stand back and heal you. Yeah. I'm actually doing the thing that you've always wanted, Tom, where you got a flank buddy <laughs> and you're like able to survive a combat. Yeah, a flank just, buddy and a battery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 25, uh, 27 to hit. 27 will hit. All right. That's going to be 21 damage. Okay. And that's going to be a minus two to attack. Ooh. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. Sorry, I heard the whimpers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a minus two to AC. Okay. And then that is also going to be a minus one to, let's say... It is a small size creature. Yeah, I'm going to say dex. Minus one to dex. Okay. Now it's Uhtred's turn. I guess Uhtred will move up. Hey, uh, Alex, I really hate screwing myself on this, but... Um, do I need to make a roll? Yes. Because you're going to take damage from the quills when you attacked. Yep. Uh, so thank you for uh, volunteering that. That's uh, one point of damage from the quills. And then you need got you got to make a fortitude save. Uh, fortitude save. Can I get a bonus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not needed. Oh, <laughs> 26. All Bitch, right. I've handled your poison before. I got your number. <laughs> Indeed, you uh, you fight off the poison. And Uhtred's not going to attack. He's just going to get in front of it, like kind of play some defense. Everybody's just 
right up against this thing, just going like, oh, I don't want to touch it. Come on, Rogue Yarn, kill it already. <laughs> it is now Vipira's turn. Oh, no. Uh, all right, I'm going to start with one claw. I'm going to take the slow. Okay. Oh, it's a natural 20, but uh, <laughs> a natural one on the uh, crit confirm. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to spend a hero point on that. You're not? Uh, no, we're about to... <laughs> I mean, we're about to go see the vampire. I'm rather have one in the stocks, right? Okay. I mean, you could just roleplay good and get another hero point. Uh, yeah, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the hit twenty damage. Okay, good hit. Uh, and in response, Vipira takes one more point of damage from the quills, and I need another fortitude save. Heart of the uh, cards. Heart of the cards. Heart of the cards. Twenty. Twenty passes. Let's yes. go. Woo. So here's and the, here's the question, Tom. <laughs> is that the last claw of the round or are we getting one more uh i've no no more claws no more claws i'm done spinning the wheel on that but terrifying that does, that does extend the duration on the ac penalty by yep. a round though and yep. gives it another point of either strength or dex damage right yes uh oh uh point to dexterity okay uh it's now yando's turn yando's gonna move North, northeast. Uh, so he's got a clear shot to the Pukwaji, and he's going to vital strike, and his attack roll is going to miss. A damn bow. Ugh. My peers like, God damn it, guys! Like, <laughs> it's the Pukwaji's turn, and it goes, Ah, healing magic. We can't have that, and it's going to five foot step to the northwest and it's going to full attack on Randolph. Okay, so that's going to be a 26 versus Randolph's Randolph's uh, AC. Ooh, this is messy, yeah. Okay. Hits. And then it's going to be a 24 versus Randolph's AC. Jeez, what happened to those 15s and 16s or whatever you're doing over there? This is bullshit, yeah, that hits I'm, also. I'm doing this now. Yeah, I know. And, uh, well, there's a 15. Oh, perfect. That doesn't hit. Okay. That was the claw, right? That was the third mace swing. So you're going to take nine points of damage from the first mace. Kong, and eight points of damage from the second mace swing. Okay. Kong. And here comes the claw. And I think that second mace swing also triggers that talisman. Uh, nope. Not yet. Like oh, 56, yeah. I'm at 29. The okay. next thing that hits me will. That's a 20 to hit on the claw. Yep. yep. All right. And the ghost mace is going to come along for the ride. 20. Yeah. So here comes a claw. That's uh, four points of damage. Okay. So now this is the first time I've used this. The four brings me to... 25, which is less than half of my max HP. So All then right. what happens? So now you heal, I think, 4d8 plus 7? <laughs> 29. Nice. Holy shit, that thing's insane. So this thing just 
like bam, bam, claw, and then Randolph's talisman like glows and maybe maybe the stone kind of like lifts up a little bit, like leaving like the chain drooping between Randolph's neck and itself, and Randolph is given a monster heal. I'm missing two HP right now. Continue. Give me a fortitude save. Ah, there it is. <laughs> All right, Randolph, we need you on this one. I want to use my uh, my bonus there for a plus eight. Your luck okay. bonus? Yeah. Do it. 20. <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> Good Oh my call. God. I'm a fucking genius, dude. That passes. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. <It's> unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> And then we finally end with the ghost mace, which I already rolled an attack for, and that hit. And Randolph takes another eight points of damage from that. Dang, dude. Wow. Yeah, that was a big round for this Pukwaji. Dealt a lot of fucking damage, but Randolph just fucking threw it right back. Chomped on it. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that was awesome. Good job, Joe. That's insane. How fun. Uh, Okay, up next is Rogyar. All right, uh, again, uh, floating five feet to the southwest, giving you that fly check, and I am good to, to stay there. And let's gather power to empower another air blast. Now that this thing's been a little debilitated here, let's see if it matters. Okay. God damn it. Probably not. That's a 20 to hit. And it just took a minus two on its AC? And minus two to dex. Yeah. But yeah, I rolled four lower, and at most it took three decks, three AC penalties. So I doubt I hit. Yeah, you did not hit. Okay, uh, Randolph. Uh, oh, as geez. a free as a free action, Vipir goes. Thalias, get back into position. Thalias will do that, but is he going to get attacked of opportunity on by he doing can, so? I mean, he can make a take a longer route as a move action and not provoke. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. So that's what he'll do. And he's not going to attack. And uh, Randolph is going to take a five-foot step backwards in astonishment <laughs> of what just happened to him. And uh, he's just going to, I don't know, he's going to do nothing. He's just going to stand yeah. there. That was a life and death equivalent of jumping in the pool <laughs> and then jumping in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, yeah, that's great imagery, Axel. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, is Thalias going to attack? He is not. Okay. Although, uh, Randolph's going to give him a stern look that says, what the hell, Thalias? You're supposed to take those attacks, not me. <laughs> we have a deal. Okay, so that ends Randolph's turn. It is now Uhtred's turn. I will... Damn. Either I have to take a five-foot step, and then I can't end up where I want to, or take an attack attack of opportunity from this thing. I kind of just want to stand here going like, oh, oh, booga, 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 booga. <laughs> Yo, if you, you intimidate it, it would yeah. really help. Yeah, you can demoralize as a standard action. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. All right. Intimidate. Nineteen. Okay. Um, well, you got a plus... F- I think you got a plus four on that because it's smaller than you. Cool. 23. It's 23. It's 10 plus half its hit die plus its wisdom. Is that right? 10 plus hit dice plus wisdom mod. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that does not uh, intimidate. Oh, it's a wise mofo. Perhaps. Uh, and it is now... 
by Pierre's turn. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Vipira just wants to be done and over with, so she's gonna claw claw. She's just she's so over this. I don't blame her. Alright. A uh, twenty-three to hit with that minus two to AC. Uh twenty-five with the flank. And twenty-five uh, yep, twenty-five. Okay, that hits. Uh that's gonna be twenty-one damage. Give me a fortitude save. <laughs> twenty-one. 21 passes. Uh, you guys are fucking pulling through with these fortitude saves. Seriously. Uh, All right, what's your second claw? Oh, God damn it, it's still up. Um, That's going to be a 17. And it's got a minus four to its AC versus yes, you, right? Yes, a minus four to its AC and then a minus... Actually, oh, yeah, now minus three to dexterity now. Yeah, even with that, the, though, a 17 a is not going to hit. But hey, no more fortitude saves for that one. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay, uh, Yando is going to rinse and repeat, vital strike. Natural three is not going to cut it. Uh, okay, it's the Pukwudgie's turn, and it's going to five-foot step to the northeast out of flank position. Uh, so it's facing Vipira with the fountain to its back, and it says... Uh, says, you, you're the troublesome one. And it's going to full attack on Vipira. Three maces. 18 to hit. Doesn't hit. Okay. Ooh, 13 to hit. Doesn't hit. 23 to hit. Hits. Take five points of damage. Here comes a claw. 13 to hit. Doesn't hit. Okay, and here comes the ghost mace. Holy shit. Uh, 18 to hit. Doesn't hit. Whoa! Friggin' <laughs> styled on him. Yeah, four of four of those attack rolls were under five on the D twenty. I'm a motherfucking cockroach. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Try to step on me. I got your ass. Yeah, you're half right. <laughs> Rogiar. Okay. Rinse and repeat. Uh, Rogiar flies back uh, a few feet to the northeast. Makes his obligatory fly check where I'm wasting all my good d20 rolls. <laughs> and I will gather power to empower... Uh, fuck, let's do a cold blast. I have a feeling this thing's touch AC isn't much worse, but God, I cannot roll well. Oh. Yeah. 15 versus its touch AC. 15 will hit its touch AC. Nice. <laughs> well, shit. Here I was thinking it was just a little dexterous fucker. Um, okay, so that is 36 cold damage. There That's we go. That's more like it. All right, didn't like that. It's still up. So, yeah, like, I have to I have to think that Joe's guess of 120 probably wasn't too far off then. Because, goddamn. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what do my goggles tell me? Oh, yeah. Goggles. Uh, they do something. It's, their goggles won't tell them anything, but mine. Uh, it's under half, but more than three. I think are the. I think it's yeah. the, the two thresholds. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. an interesting threshold. Yeah, seriously, it is. It is. It kind. Of, it really is. But yeah. Uh, yeah. When Rogier finally hits the thing with a blast, he's like, "Ah, gotcha, you little bastard." says, oh, that hurt. Don't do that again. And it's Randolph's turn. I'm going to hold my action big time. Okay. 
Is it Elias delaying as well? No, no he'll uh, make a huge trip around the world to flank with Vipira. Um, well, hold on. Well, through through you, the fountain and everything. If you <laughs> if you want to just bump off to the uh, the left hand side of him, Vipira is going to take a five foot step next turn. Yeah, because right. the fountain's That's even better. Yeah, the fountain's difficult terrain. You would, wouldn't have had enough movement to do that. I'm sorry. Am I a, a piece of ectoplasm, or I can walk through walls? You're telling me I can't walk through a fountain? You can walk it's through walls. It's still difficult terrain. Speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. You got me there. <laughs> so, our so Randolph is is he holding an action, or is he just delaying his turn? Delaying his turn. Okay. He's so like now- just. Watching all this action go by and being like, God damn, can we kill this guy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't uh, want them to know I'm not bringing anything. That Elias is doing all my dirty work. Randolph Saltz starts to like pretend to grapple with some other invisible foe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of this one. Uh, Uhtred. Uhtred will use his move action to move up and a booga booga booga. Uh, nah, I think... Um, Vipira gives Uhtred a very dirty look at this point. Oh, well, none of my none that, of my effects. I, I I was literally about to say no. Actually, I'm going to swing. But now I think Uhtred <laughs> sees that dirty look. It's like, oh fuck you! I ain't making you swing. Oh booga 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 booga. So what is Uhtred doing? He's going to swing. Okay. I'm trying to remember, did I key my sword? You keened it for the white the bear. No, I think I did it. For the bear, too. I don't. I don't think, I don't you, think did. you did. No, you did. All the, right, um, then I'll do it now. Okay. That's a twenty-eight hit. Man, not having that curse makes a world of difference. Twenty-eight's <laughs> uh, gonna hit. Uh, that's a crit threat. Oh shit! You're right. It is. Oh yeah. So let me roll again, and that's going to be a twenty to confirm. Twenty. Does not confirm. What? Um, so that'll just be four slashing damage. Okay. And give me a fortitude save. So you take a fortitude save as you take two points of damage from the quills. Okay. I rolled a 22 for my fortitude save. That'll pass. And it's now Vipira's turn. Did you say um, Randolph was... Uh, Holding his uh, holding his turn, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a free action, Vipira says, "Randolph, if you could move, Randolph, feet, get in the fountain. Get in the fountain. <laughs> uh, okay, just uh, just the in that five foot like yeah. I'll thematically uh, pretend as if something, you know, it wasn't just me taking a five footer into the fountain. I'm like, oh yeah." I'm wrestling with something. <laughs> I'm not useless. Don't look that, into it. Vipira takes a five-foot step over to her right, and she's going to claw claw. Okay. Does this thing look like it's hurting? Yeah. Okay. All right. Vipira getting so done and over with this. Uh, thirty to her. Uh, thirty to attack. 30 hits for 28 damage. Give me a fortitude save. Uh, a nine. So as you finally cut this creature down, you take one last prick from those quills and you contract the poison. 
So should we put him down now, or how does this work? <laughs> Probably, knowing Tom's track record. So you take one point of con damage. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think, Does is do we have any way of dealing with this besides Randolph casting, like, Lesser Restoration or something? I, I guess we'll just go, do this one round at a time, and... So the only way, really, for us to get through this is Vipira to make uh, two successful fortitude saves in a row, or we just fight it off for six rounds, and each round, Randolph will have the opportunity to cast Lester Res- Lesser Restoration if he so chooses. So, uh, it's Randolph's turn. Mm-hmm. You do anything? Uh, I don't want to use Lester Restoration, considering also- it's... Uh... Side note, Lesser Restoration has a casting time of three rounds. Oh, shit. That's a really good point. Yikes. All right, so I guess just let us know if you decide to start casting it. Uh, okay. So, And yeah. if he fails six times, what happens? I mean, he's each time he fails, he takes 1d3 points of constitution damage. And then when Can he runs out of con, he's he dies. done so. Yeah. So, Randolph, I need a yes or no. Do you start casting Lesser Restoration? It is your uh, I think I I think I have to. I don't okay. think there's a way around it. Okay. Vipira, give me another fortitude save. Um, That's a 20. Uh, 20 will pass. So Randolph has been casting for one round. So Vipira, make another fortitude save. 22. Okay. Second consecutive just... save. Yeah, Vipira fights uh, off the poison, and I go. Wait, 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 wait! No, no. I mean, he, he's already started casting it, so he might as well finish it to heal oh, the one yeah. point you already took. Sure. Yeah. So, so Randolph follows through with lesser restoration, and the he heals one d four ability damage, and so Vipira is automatically cured of her con damage. Totally worth it. You uh, can't be, you know, risking that shit. And now we have oh, sorry. newfound respect for Randall. Yeah. So, sorry you died. I didn't want to use one of my spells. <laughs> <laughs> my healing spells that are meant to heal you in case you could go. That I built this character for. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the help, Randolph. We're a team. I've said it a million times. If only you and Thelias would listen. Especially him. He never listens. But you listen. Is anybody here a holy man of some sort? Uh, I'm old, if that counts. Also, <laughs> well, uh, we've been hiding it from Vipira. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I wasn't sure if, um, I wasn't sure if Randolph had uh, something in his background for it. But Vipira looks at the bear very uncomfortably. If someone would like to say a prayer, I'm not much of a holy person. A bear prayer. A bear prayer. Ah! But I can't imagine the suffering that this thing has gone through. It's a bear. It's done suffering. We don't need to waste words on it. I'm inclined to agree with Yando. Nice words, Yando. I think <laughs> we'll do it exact justice. <laughs> I felt like a bear of a prayer. <laughs> Vipira walks over to the bear. You're all ready to dislodge evil. Um, but real quick, too, like oh. after when Vipera walks over, Rogara will fly over to like float next to Vipera to say a word over the the bear. Like, he'll just sit there silently, but he's gonna 
he agrees with Vipira that that we shouldn't just leave this thing. Like it obviously suffered, and it's good that it was put down, but that doesn't mean it was a good thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Uchu thinks it's a good thing. I just, what, what are we gonna do? But I'm just saying, like, I feel like with all the stuff that's been going on, like, this thing was in pain. It wasn't an undead abomination. Like, it needed to be put down because it was suffering, but it was still a living thing that was lost. So Rogiar is with Vipera. He wants to, to at least show some appreciation for the life that was lost. Yeah. Vipera just puts her hand onto its skin and just, I'm sorry. Uchard's going to uh, walk by Yando and mutter something about these activists these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not hurting anyone. No. Hey, Uchard, but... are you going to... You gonna wow 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 on that uh that pokwaji? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. I'll just uh, give it to you. You find two potions of cure moderate wounds. Oh. I've seen s- enough of these things to just kind of recognize them on sight. And uh, uh, it is wearing a plus one chain shirt, and uh, it was wielding a plus one heavy mace. Okay. All right. Well, I let the group know if anyone can use them. Throw it in the bag. I wouldn't mind. You said those were potions of cure wounds. Cure moderate. Moderate. I would like one. No one's got any objection. I'll take them. Well, I don't want both of them. So if neither nobody like pipes up, I would hand uh, one of them to Yando. There's going to be a point in time where I can't see. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, maybe it would be smart for us all to each have an emergency potion. As we're standing over the bear saying a couple of words, Rogiar just kind of <laughs> turns to, to Vipira when she's done. He's like, you look uh, a little worse for wear, girl. Do you, do you need a little patch up? It would be nice. Uh, even though I got healed during that, it still does not feel nice to be banged around by four different maces at once Aye, i'm sure and we're trying to like puts a hand on her back and hits her with a little healing Vipira heals 21 and takes seven non-lethal so yeah i guess uh the plus one small chain shirt and the small plus one heavy mace go in the bag of holding and off we go yando points to the the double doors to the south he goes uh anybody think we should take a look in there since probably since it's open yeah, all right, yeah. I might as well make sure there's nothing else sneaking up on us, right? Exactly. Okay, uh, so you go through the double doors, and this long hallway has doors to the east and west, as well as the large double doors that you just came through on the northern wall. The walls are painted with murals of doves in flight, with an especially large dove illustrated above the double door, its eyes and beak recently smeared with red. Flakes of paint litter the floor where it seems like someone tried to scrape away the murals, but without much success. So, yeah, you've got closed doors to the east and the west. Actually, the door to the east is open. You should still have the mindset, get to the head of the snake fast as you can. Yeah, Vip here is not into nooping around. Okay, sure. Rogier is just following Utrid. Little Rogier balloon, so... I'll, I'll pop off a quick detect magic, though, before I leave. Yeah, you're not detecting any magical auras. All right, to the stairs. Okay, you're upstairs, you're in the hallway. 
uh, where you first encountered that festering spirit. You've got the your four hubs of rooms, northeast, northwest, southeast, and southwest. You've already discovered, you've already explored the southwest hub of rooms. What do you do? You guys want to go to the southeast hub? I almost want to go to like the farthest door possible. Well, that would be the two northern doors. Yeah. As we're wa- as we're going past the uh, that you know glowing green gem in the middle of this hub, does anyone want to like take a look at that again now that it's a new day? Is it even still there? It's still there. It's just sitting there, glowing in the silence. Is it energy knowledge just... arcana? Uh, yeah. Uh, spellcraft actually. Can I keep that 19? Uh, sure. Uh, that's going to be a 34. It's the same thing. That passes by one. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's insane. This thing must it's be It's a super crazy. powerful item. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, just th- that dawns on you. It, what you're looking at is probably like a minor artifact. You're actually still like you don't even really know what you're looking at. Like you like if someone's like, What is that? Like what is it called? You're like, you have no idea. You know that this object is the source of the poisonous yellow fog surrounding the town. I immediately try and swing at it. Okay. Uh the scimitar is stopped by an invisible barrier. You said that there's two um there's two magical presences here? Yes. yes, there's the barrier around it. Okay, so do we want to try to identify the magical barrier? Uh, it would probably be yeah. helpful. I, I would like to do it. Am I? Can I make another? What sure. is it? Is it spellcraft, arcana? Yeah, do another spellcraft. 26. You recognize this as an occult ritual, not a spell that has been cast. You've heard of this ritual, you know it's called the Invisible Aegis, and it it's a it's a pretty simple ritual, but effective for what its purpose is. It basically is a wall of force designed to keep a uh, an object uh, safe. Uh, so as as a you know as a wall of force, it's like basically it's all but indestructible. You know that there is a workaround that's usually kind of uh, in the like the casters up to the caster for for a workaround to to get in it without uh, uh, dismissing it. But you're not really sure what it is. Uh, there might be like a special object or something that uh, that you need to be holding or like a command word maybe. Like there's there's some sort of like password or pass key. Right but you don't know what you need. Okay. Is the ritual like um, like a complicated ritual? Like some, you know, kind of crunchy, but like would somebody of a high level be able to do this or is this like kind of low level stuff? Like I said, you know, it's... It's, it's a, a cantrip. Fairly, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a fairly simple, uh, straightforward ritual. You think that if you had enough time, you could probably... And if you've had enough time and like instruction, you could probably learn how to do it. Alright, and last question. Do I think a dispel magic spell would work on it? You know that since it's a it's an occult ritual and not a, an actual spell, 
dispel magic does not work on it. Okay. The Bastion of the Light is a temple to Saren Ray, right? Yes. So Ushu's going to kind of like flip his scimitar so it's pointing down both hands like clasped on the the handle. He's going to kind of bow his head and he's going to pray and say, Hear me, Goddess Sanrei. I pray to you from your own bastion. You must feel this horrible object within your walls. Please, take down the barrier that protects it. You are met with no response or reaction. But take a hero point. Nice. Yeah, that was sick. Except for the part where it didn't work. Yeah, you think these gods would care about things that fly directly in their face in their holy areas. Gods care about very little on the material plane. You've got a really fucking, like, a, sim- a single temple, like, just, oh, fucking whatever. I've got a billion temples. I don't care. So what do you guys do? We can go up to one of the, the northern doors. Yeah, let's give it a shot. We got a, we got three rooms, so we got to start, take one and do it. All right. Left, right. Hold on. Let's go. Oh, yep. Call it. Right. To the right. Kick it in. Question. Do I still have mirrors? Essentially, has it been seven minutes since the bear fight? I'm going to say it's been between between the fighting, the the wrapping up with like the bear carcass, and the identifying of the magic items, and then you looked at that one room, and then you were doing all this stuff with the... Uh, the the gemstone and the invisible agus. I'm going to say it's been, yeah, seven minutes. Okay. And I want to retcon something. I would have picked up my scroll that I dropped in that sure. fight. All right. So you open the right-hand door on that northward hallway. And you see a well-worn couch sitting against the eastern wall. It's upholstery frayed at the seams and bits of stuffing poking out. A pair of tapestries on the northern and southern walls depict pastoral landscapes drenched in sunlight. Doors lead to the east and the west where you came from. I'm going to look at the couch uh, with my Death Watch goggles. (laughs) Make sure it's not a mimic. (laughs) Make sure it's not an undead couch. I'm worried about the couch. (laughs) It's a completely empty room except for a couch. Um, it appears to be a worn-out couch. Yeah, Vipira walks in. She invisible. Okay. You continue to the east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right before I get through the, the eastern doorway, you are not detecting any magic. Can I check underneath, like, the couch cushions to see if there's a loose chain? <laughs> <laughs> You know we're fucking noble adventurers when we're (laughs) checking couches for fucking change. Give me a perception check. And that's a 29, and I believe it's, yeah, 29. Okay. You find what looks like a a necklace, maybe like a pendant. I wave it in front of the group. It looks like a holy symbol of Sarenrae. Oh! And uh, it is made of silver, so you know this would be worth, like... 25 gold. Is anybody else getting like this uh, idea of vampire, holy symbol, silver? Well, the silver, probably. Or is that werewolves? 
I think it also works with vampires in this. Did we cover that? I feel like we covered this. Pretty sure you covered it. See, the, the question I have, though, is who dropped that? I don't think any of the cultists would be our worshippers of Saren Ray. Could be just a forgotten uh, trinket from... So, from before the Red Reaver? Maybe. I feel like... Um, I don't know. I, I show it to Uhtred specifically, and I'm just like, would you, uh, would you want to keep it? Wear it? I don't see no harm in that. I mean, I guess I just did pray to the to her. I'll put it on. You remember that vampire vampires recoil from mirrors or strongly presented holy symbols? Oh, perfect! I'm this loaded sta- with holy symbols now. It's a standard action to strongly present a holy symbol, and a recoiling vampire must stay at least five feet away from the mirror or holy symbol and cannot touch or make melee attacks against that creature. Um, after one round, a vampire can overcome its revulsion of the object and function normally. Each round, it makes a will save. Huh. That's huge. And it's any holy symbol, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So what's through this next door? You open the door, and long tables run the length of the northern and eastern walls. Several low-backed wooden chairs are pushed up to the tables, with one knocked onto its side at the end of the northern table. Scrolls and parchments haphazardly cover the two tables and even spill onto the floor. Many small sconces emanating light are situated at regular intervals above the tables, providing ample light to read by. There are two doors in the southern wall and one on the western wall where you stand. So this room looks like it's been recently used. So be on your guard. And let's uh, let's figure out who was recently using it before they sneak up behind us. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, far, far room on the right. She poses to the group. You're in front, wherever you're going. We will follow. <laughs> well, I walk invisibly over to the far right room. Okay. Two small writing desks are pushed up against the western wall here, while two matching beds occupy the eastern half of the room. One of the beds is neatly made, but the other's covers are torn and shredded. Doors exit to the west and to the north where you came from. Does the shredding on the bed seem similar to that of that table over in L4 in the southwestern corner? Um, you can go inspect it. Uh, Rogier doesn't care that much. <laughs> you see a badly damaged bed, nothing else. Be scared. Yep. And uh yeah, I will wait for someone to lead on if they're going to inspect or just go into that other room. Yeah, Vipira moves uh over to the other room unless if um Uhtred wants to one 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 one. Yeah, I'll pop off the quick detect magic. You're not picking up any magical auras. Moving along. So you go to the west, the last uh, room in this this hub, and five bunk beds fill this rectangular chamber, many of their sheets messily rumpled and their pillows tossed to the ground. Two small chests can be seen under each bunk bed. Doors exit to the east and the north. You've been through each of those doors. I check the chests. Give me a perception check. A 21. Okay, uh, these chests just kind of appear to contain small personal effects. 
there's a rusted iron locket shaped like a sphere, a tiny silver spoon, a sketchbook filled with drawings of local flora, and stuff like that. You don't find anything else. Let's let's keep looking. This must be like the dorm where those cultists were staying, or maybe the whites or something. Uh, Either way, nobody left here now. Sure. All right, let's go up uh, and clear the northern hall to the west. Northern room to the west. Yep, right across the hall. Is this place going to wow. be completely deserted? Did they just leave? No, nah, they wouldn't have left that jet. That makes no sense. <clears throat> All right, you uh, go to the northwestern hub, the left-hand door on the northern, no, the, the northward hallway. And a comfortable-looking, overstuffed couch, upholstered in red and gold, sits against the western wall of this square room. A small table, flanked by two wooden chairs, occupies the southeastern corner under a large tapestry of a fiery-haired, winged woman wielding a scimitar encased in flame. Doors exit to the west and the east where you came from. I like the cut of that lady's jib. Yeah, some Arasni imagery here. Well, uh, or no, Arasni had a rapier. Yeah, yeah. Uhtred would recognize. Well, actually, you guys can just give me a knowledge uh, religion check. So that's a natural twenty for an eighteen. <laughs> that curse is uh, doing you doing you good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, just a seventeen for uh, for me. Uhtred had a twenty-eight. Okay. Uh, you guys would recognize this as a depiction of Saren Ray. Well, I kind of just have to become a follower now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saren Ray's the a goddess of healing and the sun and honesty, which invokes imagery of like, let's all be friends. But Saren Ray's a fucking crusader. Like, right. <laughs> she she was one of like the major players where like basically like every god banded together and took out uh, Rovagug, the god of destruction. Like I think she dealt like the like the final blow where it took like every god to take this thing down. And she's a scimitar wielder? She is indeed. And she's the goddess of sun. I'm a scimitar user and a keeper of the light. Spent a whole fuck ton of my adult life in one of her temples. Oh, what do you guys do? Uhtred's gonna go over to the far door. Okay, uh, Uhtred opens the western door. The western half of this room contains a large mahogany desk, its sides covered with intricate carvings of paladins striking down fiendish foes and undead beasts. The detail of the etching is incredibly intricate, showing detailed patterns on each knight's armor. Two sets of shelves, each filled with texts and holy icons, stand against the western and southern walls. Ornate rugs cover the floor, many bearing large, dark bloodstains. A round wooden table, surrounded by several chairs, stands opposite a door to the south. Another exit leads to the east where you came from. And sitting around that circular table, you see zombified Rogyar, zombified Uhtred, zombified Vipira, and zombified Randolph. I called what? it! And what the fuck? sitting behind the wooden desk to the west, you see a kind of frail-looking, pale-skinned young man. And he says, he, he looks like he was like writing something down, and he looks up at 
you were entering. And he says, Well, isn't this a turn? There's far too many of you to be those oversized house cats. Do come in and perhaps we can solve the mystery of how you can be in two places at once, both alive and dead. And the zombies all turn to you. And as one, they raise their hands up in front of themselves. And they just start slow clapping. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I really wanted it to be a clap. But now that it is a clap, I don't think I want it. I I think I changed my mind. (laughs) I slow clap back. And the the man behind the desk kind of stops like he had more to say. And he kind of looks back at them. And then he looks at you and he says, they've never done that before. They must never have been in the presence of greatness before. Yeah. Greatness. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm so excited. On the Not Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, so excited. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.